welcome back to the Holiday Podcast, where we talk about the frightful, the festive, and everything in between. You are listening to Episode 6. I am your host, Selena, with my co-host, Evan. This episode, we will be talking about what music really can get us into the spirit of both Halloween and Christmas. So, this isn't necessarily about our favorite music or favorite soundtracks for either holidays. That's coming in later. This is why we have music surrounding both of these holidays. And you might think more Christmas than Halloween, but Halloween also plays a part. So first, we're going to talk about why music. Well, holidays are a multi-sensational experience. Like, you really can enjoy the seasons while ignoring the best senses. You eat the food, watch the movies, experience the overall vibes of the holiday, and music is really no different to how you feel. So, first, we're going to talk about Halloween music. And yes, you have soundtracks for Halloween. You have the soundtrack for the Friday the 13th movies, for the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And they definitely have, there are millions, I would say, or thousands of creators that have Spotify playlists. There's a Pandora um, playlist or channel, if you will, or station dedicated to different tunes like the Monster Mash and all those movies. And so why do we listen to that? What what puts us in the right mind when we listen to it, Evan? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I would say for me, even though he has no idea, I would say that, you know, when you're getting in your costume, you're ready to go to a costume party or Halloween party, and you put the music on and, and you're getting ready, you're putting on your makeup and you're getting dressed in your costume and making your hair wacky, you're kind of transforming yourself into another character, and the music just kind of puts you in an eerie mindset. Something creepy and something out of the normal. It just kind of gives you this feeling like you can be anything that you want to dress up as, and it's the whole atmosphere of it all just kind of helps you transform, I guess. Sounds cheesy, but... I don't know. It gives you that feeling. Yeah, I agree. But like, as you said before, the music that really gets me into the spirit of Halloween is primarily soundtracks from horror movies. Just something about that, the weird dissonant chords and the footsteps and the creaky doors. It just kind of oozes Halloween. However, there are some things that I feel can be very cheesy about the Halloween aspects For example, a lot of 80s movies have the cheesy synthesizer or guitar in the background. It kind of draws away a little bit from what's happening. I don't really feel like listening to an electric guitar solo when someone's being murdered or creeped upon or something like that. I think what really works well here especially is just things that are like sounds, you know, when people just take random things and then record them. For example, some people, there's like a, a... really peculiar instrument if you wanted to look it up. What's it called, Evan? Oh, are you talking about like the drum with the nails on it? Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, I have computers right in front of me. Um, this instrument is, it creates, okay, it is called a waterphone. Also an ocean harp. You can look these up. Um, what they look like is kind of like the handle of a hammer with a metal disc around it with different sized nails sticking up and out. And people can play them with like a little mallet or with a violin bow. And it kind of creates that weird sort of like echoey 
horror sound that a lot of people have come to know. And I, I'll actually play a little clip from a YouTube, sta uh, YouTube video of it right now. So yeah, that is uh, a water phone, which they look scary and they also sound scary. So that's just one of the many things that create eerie noises. For example, you could have any number of things that would be peculiar. So, you know, somebody kicking a garbage can and then when you record it and you add a little bit of technology magic to it, it just totally sounds like something really scary and I think it's really genius how you can take simple sounds like that and and make them something so haunting or or create an orchestral piece that's really has a lot of um you know violins and cellos and very deep sounding um things that sound very scary so that's personally what I like about Halloween music I'm gonna add something else real quick um some an artist that I guess artist, I don't know, musician, group of people that I think really does this kind of music well. They're called Midnight Syndicate. They really have a bunch of Halloween just like atmosphere albums that if you've gone into a haunted house, I'm sure you've heard something of theirs. Really, when you think of Halloween music, this is kind of the first bands that come up. However, a type of Halloween music that I do not like and I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm alone here, maybe Selena likes this kind of music, but this is just me, are music uh, or songs that have like maybe a horror title to them, but necessarily aren't anything scary. I agree. Like Werewolves of London. Werewolves of London is a fine song, don't get me wrong, but what does it have to do with Halloween? Or Devil Went Down to Georgia. Okay, it has devil in it. That's the only thing it has to do with Halloween. So I guess when I'm jamming out to my Halloween playlists, I don't want to hear actual things like that as opposed to spooky sounds. And I guess additionally, even when you have songs that are particularly dedicated to Halloween, like um, the Purple People Eater song or the Monster Mash, sometimes, yes, they are Halloween staples. If you've gone to any childhood party or maybe even adult party for that matter, you've probably heard that song on the playlist a couple times that night. However, it doesn't put me in that spirit. It's kind of childish to me. It doesn't give me the creepy, suspenseful feel as just a regular instrument or no words. No words is the key here. I think I like sounds for Halloween better than words, whereas on the other hand, I like words sometimes better than the sound for Christmas. I think that the sounds speak louder than words for Halloween. So now we'll talk about Christmas music, but honestly, what can't we say about Christmas music? Christmas music, I think any kind of Christmas music could get me pumped up pumped up to celebrate the holiday, pumped up to really do anything. We listen to a lot of Christmas music throughout the year. However, we don't listen to a lot of the traditional staples until about November. Up until that, we listen to a lot of Christmas jazz music, specifically non-vocal jazz or like big band jazz music. 
there's just a thing about these songs in my eyes that has this warm sort of like a like a cafe or like a like a club sort of sound in a movie where you know they open the big doors at the Christmas party and you know the soft jazz music's playing in the background and it just has that nice warm vibe to it. I agree. Sometimes it's just nice background music. I mean, I find myself many times during the year while I'm studying or you know, working on a project or something, just listening to it. It has no vocals to distract you if you're reading or what have you, but it just gives you the same feeling. It has the sounds, and you know exactly what song is being played because you've heard the tune time and time again with the vocals, but it just gives you this feeling like, ah, oh, what a relaxing background music to have. And then again, as Evan said, up at the holiday season, I just, I love the more classic tunes if you will you know they have the sounds and the um the bells jingling or you know the trumpet with a trumpet solo or something like that I don't I don't know if I'm a big fan of like particularly cheesy or non-sentimental lyrics I don't know Selena please tell what is a non-sentimental lyric (laughs) well for example like all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth like okay Every child loses their teeth, and yeah, you may have wanted to lose your teeth or get your teeth back after you lost them, but as a child, you think to yourself, I just want presents. I don't care that my teeth are there or they're not there. I just want this toy, or I just want, you know, insert here or blank, but I don't, I don't find the lyrics to be anything like, oh, that's my perfect image of Christmas. Like, when you have, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose, it gives you those those mental images along with the music that you're like, oh, that's Christmas. But songs like that don't really do that for me. I would agree. Um, I know we say I would agree a lot. We agree on a lot of things, Selena. I know. There's um, never really anything we don't agree on particularly. That'll that, come soon. Yeah, that will. <laughs> uh, anyway, I would ag- I would agree that there are some of the older Christmas songs that I don't think have the same sort of feeling that others do. Not all Christmas songs are created equal. Songs like I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas, I Know That's a Fun Song to Sing, or Dominic the Donkey, or even Santa Baby. I know, I know a lot of people like Santa Baby, but there's just something about Santa Baby and materialistic uh like mindsets like that that kind of spoil christmas for me and i'm not saying like i'm not materialistic because we're all materialistic in in some way or fashion it's just like it doesn't remind me of a christmas that is ideal i guess right but we don't want to get too much into the aspects of albums or songs that we particularly like or dislike because that's coming later this was simply just a taste of sounds and maybe a couple lyrics that put us in the spirit of either holiday actually selena that's the next episode we're going to be talking about our favorite christmas songs our favorite christmas artists and our favorite christmas albums and i think there'll be some in there that'll surprise you because there's some newer ones that I think are just as good as some of the older ones. And that would be for next episode. So thanks for tuning into this episode. We hope that you've enjoyed it. And we would like to hear from you. If if there is something about if there's something about the song All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth that screams Christmas to you, tell us. This is just our opinion and it's fine to have different opinions. 
And we like to hear what other people have to say because maybe we were just kind of looking at something through one lens. So maybe if you could maybe enlighten us and see what you have to say, then I would really like to get some different opinions on things because I only know really Evan's opinion on a lot of things. And obviously I have my own opinion, so I would really love to see what you all have to say. And with that, that concludes this episode. If you like this kind of content... We would love your support as we continue making episodes and hopefully progressing with the holiday season through these podcasts. We have a Patreon page, and the links will be included below the podcast. We'd love your support. It would mean so much to us. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.